everybody, and welcome back to the Stu Simpson Show podcast. It's the second season, and this season we're looking at spirituality. And today we've got a lovely, lovely friend of mine who I miss and haven't seen for ages. And she is beautiful, and she is amazing, and her name is Patsy Wilson. Hello, Patsy. How are you today? Hello, Stuart. <laughs> it's lovely to see you and hear you. That's great. Hello. Hello. You keeping all right? Yes, fine. Thank you. Yes, we're, we're doing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. In sunny... In, in not so sunny Sunderland. <laughs> ah, well, well, when is it sunny in the northeast? There's what one week in the in June, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. give us a bit of background information about you. Where you're from, and where do you live now? You got grandkids and kids and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm actually from uh, I'm actually from Keswick, a long, 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 long time ago. Um, but I've lived most of my um, life in the northeast of England. Uh, in uh, Newcastle and Sunderland and a little bit in Durham. Um, I have two children. I have um, <laughs> children, that's interesting. Two adults <laughs> who... Uh, uh, I've got a daughter who lives in Glasgow and a son who lives in Newcastle. And he's got two children. Uh, but I have a, a very strange and extended family, which I won't begin to try and explain to you but it's wonderful it's wonderful uh so yes that's what i have yep and so as it's the second season of the show and it's all about spirituality and you came to mind because i don't know anybody else who follows your faith what is your faith well Stuart, um i'm a quaker and i'm a seeker of truth a a seeker of truth Excellent. So yeah. what, what is a yes. Quaker? Well, um, that's a very interesting question. And you have to understand point one, that I'm speaking to you today um, and we're going to have a certain length of time to talk about this. And I'm going to answer some questions that you're going to answer mm-hmm. me, ask me. But actually, um, if you ask me tomorrow, I might say something completely Right, different. okay, interesting. Okay. So, so what, is, what is a Quaker today? <laughs> well, uh, a Quaker today. Um, um, if I was to say that today, I've been to meeting this morning. I'll explain a bit more about that in a minute. And I'm very lucky to have a family of friends, that is, Quakers. Um, and very basically, we, we believe that there is that of God in everyone. Um, Each Quaker's meaning of God, uh, some might say they believe in God, others might not. So some might call um, that which is beyond us uh, the divine or the light or the spirit, higher self, higher power. Um, And basically what we believe is that we all have a direct line to this higher power. Um, nobody else has to do it for us. So that's very basically what mm-hmm. what what a Quaker mean. What does being a Quaker mean to me? Mm-hmm. And so, do you have churches, and where is it you worship? That sort of thing. Well, we have meeting houses. Um, in in different villages, towns, cities. Um, Some meeting houses um, are big and very old 
and some uh, are new um, because of what's happened in their locality. People might find themselves in an old pub um, or a restaurant, a coffee bar, um, or that sort of place. It, it, there isn't any rhyme or reason to it nowadays, um, unless you've got one of the very old meeting houses, which is probably a listed building. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so we, we do have buildings, but a lot of Quakers, like the people in Sunderland now, we meet in a community centre. Uh, because we haven't actually got a building at the moment, but we might have um, in in the in the future. We're looking to find a building, but mm. we haven't got one. So, and where did it all begin? What, who was who started off the Quaker movement? Ah, uh, well, the Quaker movement uh, was started by um, a man called George Fox, who. Um, started off in the Anglican Church, as everybody did in the 1600s. Um, and, but he heard God speaking to him and God was saying, um, people, everybody doesn't have to have this intermediary between themselves and um, God. So they don't need priests, everybody's a priest. We believe, that everybody, we, we've actually got rid of the priesthood. We are the priesthood, right? <laughs> all <Okay>. of us. <laughs> so um, anyway, he uh, he started going about preaching, and um, this was at the time of the Reformation. Um, you know, after the Civil War, mm -hmm. and there were lots of um, groups springing up that. Um, uh, <laughs> Lots of little groups, little little groups that were following a path of their own, not not the Anglican or the Roman Catholic one, and um, so George Fox began preaching, and he was called a hedgerow preacher because mm -hmm. he went about the villages and the towns preaching. He would stand in the marketplace and preach and say, you know, you don't need a priest; you can talk to God yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, and uh, he then began to um, gather people to him who followed him around. Um, and in 1652, he found himself on Pendle Hill, which is in North Lancashire. Mm -hmm. And um, he... He he was called by God to go up this hill, um, and and give the message, give his give his testimony, um, and uh, a great because he was told by God a great there is a great number of people to be gathered, and uh, sure enough, over a hundred people turned up and he preached for hours up Pendle Hill. Mm -hmm. um, he then found himself uh, going to Ulverston, which isn't far away, and um, he he did actually go into the church and he harangued the priest from the pulpit 
about what the priest ought to be preaching about and what he wasn't preaching about. And um, basically love and peace and not um, not all this um, repent or otherwise you'll go to hell. Fire and brimstone. All, <laughs> yes, yes. It was all love and peace, basically. And um, a woman in the congregation called Margaret Fell, who was the mother of Quakerism, real heroine of mine, um, she heard him and she took him home uh, to her house, Swarthmore Hall in Ulverston. And um, he stayed there with her for a while. Mm -hmm. Now, Margaret Fell's husband was um, the judge in the assizes in the northeast of England. And um, it is said that he never actually came when George was um, preaching in the house, as he did quite often. But he would sit in his study with the door open. So because he couldn't be, because he was the judge, he couldn't be part of Quakers, mm -hmm. but he neither did he kick George out. And he listened to his wife and did what his wife wanted. Uh, many years later, when, um, when he died, the judge died, uh, George Fell, uh, and sorry, George Fell was the judge, mm -hmm. um, Margaret Fell and George Fox actually got married. Wow. Yes, uh, and and she was um, she was uh, the person who did most of the um, uh, the setting up of how to run the system, of mm -hmm. how to um, run the society, and uh, he did most of the preaching, obviously. Mm -hmm. So they were a good team. They worked very well together as a team, I think. And uh, from the bits that I've read and, uh, you know, the, um, the lectures I've been to, I think they were a very good team. Mm -hmm. So if there's no hierarchy, so to speak of, so if you've got no priests and bishops and all the rest of it, um, uh, is yes. that right? So you haven't, you haven't got any of that? Um, well, in, in a Quaker meeting, mm -hmm. we do have at the moment what is called members and attenders. So um, members um, are people who've been convinced, <laughs> sorry, there's a lot of mm -hmm. uh, antiquated language, but yeah. uh, they've, been, they've been led to ask for membership. And what happens is they send a message to the clerk of the area meeting and say they want to become a member. And, um, the clerk appoints two visitors and two people come and visit that person and see if they are going to be in good standing with Quakers, if they're going to be like-minded. Yeah. And um, if they are, a, a, a report goes back to area meeting and everybody at the area meeting is asked, do you think this is a suitable person? So the letters read out and the people at the meeting decide. So there's no hierarchy as such in that respect. Mm -hmm. um, but um, our numbers are dwindling quite, as all churches are, quite mm -hmm. a lot at the moment. Yes. We've got about 17,000 Quakers in, in Britain at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but um, that's going, that is dwindling. It's been dwindling since the 90s. And, yes. um, but 
all churches are like this. So um, there seems uh, to be a common theme in this. It is a common theme, yes. But the, the difference between us and a lot of churches at the moment, I think, from what I can gather, are doing revivals. We don't go out proselytizing. Mm -hmm. I can't say the word. <laughs> um, you be careful with that one. <laughs> telling, people, telling people they ought to be Quakers. We yes. don't do that. We might say, I am a Quaker, and then wait to see if they say, oh, what does that mean? Or yeah. if they don't, that's fine. Um, or they might say, well, what did you do that for? Or why do you think that? And mm -hmm. that might be an introduction to say, well, actually, Quakers believe yeah. whatever it is. So, um, yeah. So Quakers so are... There's members, members and attenders. Sorry mm -hmm. to, to No, 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 carry question. on. Uh, members and attenders, and um, attenders are the ones who are writing the letter and saying, please come. Now, members um, then may be appointed to certain roles. Um, and that those roles are clerk, that's like a bit like a secretary, but not quite. Yeah. Um, what is called an elder. Uh, the elders are responsible for the running of the meeting, um, the right ordering, we call it, the, the, the way that the, the meeting is run. So that would be Sunderland meeting, for example, mm -hmm. um, or an overseer. And that's like the, the people who are responsible for people who might be sick or not well or, you know, people who need um, some extra support in some way. Um, or the treasurer. Now, those four roles traditionally have been um, done by members, not attenders. But I've already said, as our numbers are dwindling, there are now a lot of attenders doing those roles. Right. Okay. Um, I'm I'm of the opinion now. I've I've swung in the time that I've been a Quaker to um, thinking that. I'm not sure that we should be bothered about members um, in the way that we have been. I'm mm -hmm. not quite sure how it should be done, but it feels to me like too divisive yeah. to say, oh, well, um, you know, that, that person's just an attendant. Just an attendant mm -hmm. doesn't sit right with me yes. anymore. So um, I, I, I find that quite difficult. Um, I mean, for example, we've got a lovely man <laughs> at Sunderland meeting who's been there long before I was, um, and uh, he doesn't—he just just doesn't join things. That doesn't mean to say he doesn't believe what we mm -hmm. believe. He does very clearly, and and um, worships with us every week. But you know, he's not a joiner. Yeah. In in that respect, so you know, I th I think we have to respect that other people feel that they don't want to join uh, the club as it were so is joining a bit like having a baptism so like you're not you're not a full like catholic until you've been baptized and well that's why i'm not happy with yeah. it Stuart. that's exactly why i'm not happy with it i i think um you know if we believe there is that of god in everyone mm -hmm. then there is that of god in everyone yes so that, that makes that makes sense to me. Um, yes, yes. So you haven't got the hierarchy, but you are Christians. Um, so do you we're take... Based, 
we're based, based in Christianity. Based in yes. Christianity. We're rooted, rooted in Christianity is what we say. Because okay. we started because of Christianity. That's where we've come from. Right. And there are a lot of Quakers now who would say, I am a Christian. But there are also a lot of Quakers who would say, no, I'm not a Christian. Right. Interesting. So, and, and we, we love and respect each other. Uh -huh. it's, it's quite amazing how it works, but it does. We love and respect each other. But, so you if, can if be... Somebody's, if somebody's got a very opposite opinion to us, you know, if they say, well, the Bible says this, uh, then we we stop and listen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we wait. We wait and see what, what that means for us. We, <laughs> Quakers do things very slowly, Stuart, very yeah. slowly. <laughs> And, uh, I guess you don't have many people with ADHD there. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think I'm we do. Yeah. Well, yeah. We do. We do have people from everywhere and anywhere. But um, no, we we our our business is worked out very slowly. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, that's 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 just the way it works. So. You, might, you can be a Quaker, but you can, but and it's based in Christianity. But you don't have to be a Christian. Um, do you, so? But do you all read the Bible? Do you all read the, the Gospels? Um, some people do every mm -hmm. day, uh, like Jonathan does. <laughs> um, but uh, no, not necessarily. We have um, our own book. Um, and it's called Faith and Practice, um, and it, it's a it's a big it's a big red book, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, it's but the wonderful thing about Quakers as well is is that we because we don't stay static, like the Church of England seems to, to just stay stuck in its um, traditions. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. We, we move with the times. And so our big red book is revised about every 30, 30 40 years. In fact, there's a revision going on at the moment. Now, the big red book, uh, Quaker Faith and Practice, is divided into two sections. So it's divided into the first section, which is how, how our meetings are structured, how they go, on you know how the, the procedures for running a meeting um uh how it happens how quakers happen nationally as well as locally um and the second half of the book is actually um people's very wise sayings and these are usually come come from um people's leadings um i haven't actually said yet what happens to Quaker meeting but mm -hmm. um when when we go into Quaker meeting um we whoever gets there first if it's at 11 o'clock whoever gets into the room first starts the meeting right. and they sit in yeah. silence so other people join them and they also sit in silence and we, what we do, we call wait. We wait on the spirit. Now, sometimes 
that waiting will produce somebody standing up and saying what they have been led to speak. Mm -hmm. Sometimes um, someone else may stand up after that and say something uh, that's connected with the first thought. But it isn't about, it isn't, doesn't get into a chit chat. So it's not about, ah, yes, but you know, you have to take this into consideration. Mm -hmm. It's not a debate. Yeah. It is the leadings of God. However, a lot of Sunderland meetings are silent for an hour. We sit in silence for an hour. But um, it is it is very interesting how um, the Spirit leads us in meeting. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you... Because I'm, I'm just trying to get in my head what it is in, in comparison to because in Catholic churches and other in Orthodox places where I've been to, there's a lot of ritual that you've got. So you've got the sacrament yes. and um, and, yeah. and everything yeah. else and the garments and the clothes and etc. So you've got none of that. You're just people turning up no. into, into a room and you sit in silence and you wait for God to speak to you and then you trans yes. Yes. You, um, share that with the with with the group. Maybe, 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 yeah. maybe. Or, or, or you can keep it to yourself. Yeah. Okay. However, for the other however many hours there are in a week, <laughs> um, we're outside of that, aren't we? So what we what we do is we take our faith from inside the meeting outside into action. Mm -hmm. So we have our faith in action. So we do things, or we get involved in things um, which uh, follow on from what we call our testimonies. So we have five testimonies, which are easy to remember, is STEPS. That's the acronym. Mm -hmm. These testimonies are simplicity, truth and justice, equality, peace, and stewardship of the earth. Okay, cool. Right. Now, the big one we're working on at the moment is stewardship of the earth. So, for example, there were a lot of Quakers um, went to COP26. Mm -hmm. And those who couldn't go, because obviously Glasgow was full of people anyway, yeah. um, did an awful lot in their local meetings or area meetings about um, our, our testimony to the earth, you know, what, what is happening. There's a lot going on within Quakers mm -hmm. about our testimony to the earth, our stewardship of the earth. Yeah. And um, so um, these, these testimonies are what we live out in our daily lives. So, um, for example, um, there might be Quakers who work a lot of the time um, professionally as nurses, doctors, um, lawyers, uh, social workers, teachers, you know, those sort of things mm -hmm. where they're working community, trying to make the community a little easier to live in, yeah. a better Care place to live in. 
caring yes. professions. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yes, the testimonies are what we live in our daily life, our faith in action. Mm. That Excellent. is our faith in action. Yeah. You, you mentioned your husband um, a little while ago, <laughs> and, and so and he is a vicar of the Church of England? Just. <laughs> <laughs> Just. Yeah. So do you all... Yes. He's yes. retired. He He's is. retired. Yes. Yes. But do your um, beliefs ever clash? No, and they never have done. Mm -hmm. Because um actually we um we probably have been Quakers all our lives. <laughs> right. Um yeah, I think Jonathan clashes with the Church of England tradition more than he clashes with Quakers. Interesting. Um because uh yeah, we we we're very clear that um, the Quaker principles are the way we want to live now. Um, he is he is now though um, because he's not been defrocked. Yeah, <laughs> as a vicar, um, he is now what is called a Quanglican. A Quanglican, I like that. <laughs> yeah, a um, and there are a lot of Quanglicans within the religious society of uh -huh. Fens, which means they're they're, they sometimes go to the Church of England and they sometimes come to Quakers because actually they 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 feel happy in both. Yeah. Um, I personally didn't as a vicar's wife. Mm -hmm. uh, I was very happy to leave the Church of England. Um, and uh, I, I, I met a lot of other clergy wives to start with yeah. who were also... Um, escaping from the Church of England. <laughs> um, and now I've actually met a few men, now that that, men, that women can be ordained mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of um, men as well who are escaping from the Church of England and coming to Quakers because actually um, the Church of England isn't very good to the spouse. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of people within Quakers who mm. are, spouses of um an anglican priest wow i'm saying a lot i have no idea how yeah. many well, what, you, what you've experienced to, to you lot. yeah exactly yes, um, yes so is it true that quakers actually do quake is that a, actually is that where the word comes from mm, that's an interesting one um if if i tell you what happened to me um when i was still an attender I went to my first um, yearly meeting. Now, obviously, yearly meeting, it happens every year. Um, and it's like a, a Quaker meeting, but it's a meeting for worship for business. So we start with meeting for worship. That is a silent meeting. And then somebody introduces a point of business. And... Um, so I'm sitting there trying to take all this in, all this amazing stuff that's happening in Friends House in London that I've never seen the like of before. A bit like a courtroom, really. Mm -hmm. That's what it reminded me of the first time. And um, and the clerks sit up on the bench. Um, that That is actually how Quakers, elders and overseers always have sat on the bench, higher up, raised. Yeah. But very, very few meeting houses have that now. Um, so in London, though, they still had at that point the bench and, and there's these three people and then two at the end. And um, 
uh, the clerk introduced this particular point. And um, uh, I, and then he said, and the matter is before the meeting. In other words, does anybody feel moved to speak about whatever it was? And uh, it was actually, um, I can't remember what it was about now, but suddenly I was on my feet, Stuart. Mm -hmm. no, no, this is, I'd yeah. only been a Quaker two, three years at that point. I'm on my feet and I'm shaking away. <laughs> I wasn't chosen, mm -hmm. but a Quaker from my, my meeting, at that time I was in Newcastle, was chosen. And she said, not for word for word, but she said what I was going to say. How about that? Yeah. Now, it, it, it's Quaker worship is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, do we quake? Yes. Um, we got our name when George Fox was uh, in front of a judge once, and uh, the judge basically said, "You should be, you should be quaking." Um, and uh, so that it became a term of derision. Right. However. We do actually quake. It's mm -hmm. it's it's very interesting, actually, how it's how it's happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So, do you like uh, as in as in like the Church of England do um, and Catholic? Do you follow commandments, or is it is it open to interpretation? Um, no, we don't. As I say, we we interpret our yeah. testimonies uh, as we work in in the world. Yeah, yeah. So well, that one's that was quick and easy. That one because <laughs> we've covered that already. And so how do and um, as a lot of my listeners will know that I'm an out gay man and I was brought up a Catholic. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I'm going through an interesting spiritual journey, but I have been for a long time. So it's one of the reasons why I'm doing these podcasts and like interested in finding out a lot about people's beliefs and where they are. I'm interested in Gnosticism at the minute. That's where I'm at. But. Well, the question I want to ask you is, how does the how do the Quakers feel about the LGBTQI plus community? Oh. Well, Stuart, that's that's uh, uh, obviously something very close to my heart, and it is in fact one of the reasons I became a Quaker twenty something years ago. Um, my partner and I worked together for the ordination of women in the Anglican Church. And um, so that happened and we celebrated. And I said to Jonathan, um, yeah, gay priests will be next. They'll be the next to be handed. And uh, sure enough, they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I left. I couldn't stay in a homophobic church. I just could not. Um, and uh, so I, I joined the Quakers. Um, joined is an interesting word, actually. Um, I, I went to see somebody about some counselling and uh, I was bemoaning the fact of the Church of England and how it was driving me crackers. And, um, <clears throat> and um, this person said, oh, Patsy, have you tried the Quakers? And I said, no, I haven't. I said, but um, I know two or three people who are Quakers. And he said, all right. I didn't realise he was. And he said, oh, well, in Newcastle, we have breakfast meeting twice a month. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, that sounds interesting. So Patsy rocks up at the next breakfast meeting 
um, it was like, it was just like somebody had opened the door and the fresh air came in. It was wonderful, Stuart. And that first meeting, um, and I sat for three quarters of an hour and I thought, goodness, is this really worshipping? How can this be? And um, then we had breakfast and then I jumped back in the car and zoomed off to the um, my partner's church and sat in the pew like a good vicar's wife. Mm -hmm. Stuart, I did that for two years and nobody knew where I'd been. Really? And then he had to move parishes and uh, he, he said, ah, oh, Patsy, well, this is the right time for you to become the um, uh, the Quaker. I'm going to move to this new parish with a Quaker wife. So that's how it happened. And... Um, uh, so I went uh, to get back to the LGBTQI yeah. question. So those two things had happened. Um, now, I'd already read uh, a document produced by Quakers in 1963. I think it was the first Christian document uh, that was written about gay and lesbian um, relationships. And um, it was a wonderful thing, a wonderful document. And um, sorry, I haven't actually said in all of this that um, my my wonderful brother was gay. So uh, I was living with, um, with him uh, around all these questions as well. <laughs> um, and uh, in that document, it stated it is the nature and quality of a relationship that matters. The same criteria seem to us to apply whether a relationship is homosexual or heterosexual. What a wonderful statement, yeah, Stuart. absolutely. What a wonderful statement. That so, is about um, love. <laughs> it is about love. Yes, yes, it's all about love. Um, so in 1983... Um, our, our national executive body started to look at this. So that's how many years after 1963? 20 years later, nearly, right? And um, they decided that we needed to actually work on this. And so every year it came up at our annual meeting. Um, and the Civil Partnership Act had happened nationally. And so people, Quakers, could be... Um, become um, civil partners, mm -hmm. uh, but not, not married. So um, in 2008, it came up again at a meeting for sufferings and we were told, mm, yes, no, it's not quite right time yet. However, um, in uh, 2009, and I was there <laughs> in York, at yearly meeting, um, it was an incredible time, an absolutely incredible meeting, because there were people there speaking from the heart about mm -hmm. living in a same-sex relationship. There was a couple there, Stuart, who'd actually gone to Canada in order to get married. Yeah. I mean, madness, absolute madness. And they spoke from the front, and I thought, what madness is this? And... Um, we had been told beforehand that it probably wouldn't happen then. Nothing, 
you know, it wouldn't change at that mm -hmm. meeting. And um, by the end of the meeting, by the end of the, the week, because this was a week's meeting, by the end of the week, um, I can't begin to tell you what happened, but for me, the significant thing was we were in we were in home groups and the home groups were such that we had young people um, uh, and older people. So it was a real mixed group of people uh -huh. and all the young people in my home group were saying, what? What? We, we, we've got a testament to equality and we're not doing this. What on earth are we doing? Yeah. And it swayed the whole thing. It, well, for me, I feel mm -hmm. it was the young people who, who actually sort of drew us yeah. up and uh, helped us to make that momentous decision. Um, so we, we were the first group of people to a Christian group to uh, have marriages within Quakers. Because, of course, we set up to have marriages. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, this is a bit of history as well. Um, at the beginning, because Quakers wouldn't be part of the Church of England or the establishment, they wouldn't raise their hat to the mm -hmm. Lord, they wouldn't pay their tithes, um, they wouldn't carry swords, you know, right. all these things. But, but neither were we allowed, because of this, to be married, because we wouldn't go to church. George Fox says that um, marriage is between the people. We are, those who are there, mm -hmm. we are but witnesses. So, um, so we have been doing our own marriages all the way along the line. So when it came to the decision, we said, 2009, we are going to do Quaker marriages. We did them. Excellent. Because we were already doing yeah. marriages. Yeah. <laughs> so the first Christian, in inverted commas, marriage took place in friend's house in London, two women stood up and said, yay, we're married. Yay. Oh, that's <laughs> bringing a tear to my eye. It really is. That's yeah. how, that really yeah. is wonderful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So because yeah. it's, so it's always felt for me that <clears throat> as a, I've been brought up Christian, um, Catholicism <laughs> and all the rest of it, yes. that there was never really a place for me as a gay man within, within the Christian faith. Um, yes. And now that I'm finding, the more that I'm looking into different versions of Christianity, because when you're brought up with one doctrine as it is, um, then that says this is the, this is the only way. But then I'm now, this is it. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. now I'm finding out yeah. there there are many different ways of being a Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is it's absolutely fascinating. Um, so and, and you've just told me another one. So that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you so much. And being a, a gay person. Uh, or, or, or however, however you label it, and able to still follow um, the teachings of Christ. So that's that's really nice to know. Um, you've already covered so many of the questions I was going to ask anyway. So you you do pray. Um, so by the, through do you, so do you, let me rephrase that. Do you pray? Um. Yes, prayer is the moment. Um. Every moment is a prayer mm -hmm. for me. Um, but it, it, isn't, it isn't something that I say, right, I will now pray. Every moment is a prayer. Mm -hmm. um, everything, everything, every, every moment, every moment. 
interesting. I'm sorry, that's a very, it, it sounds like a very quick and glib answer. No, 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 it's no, no. It's it, it, taken it, it, me a long, long yeah. time to get here. Absolutely, I know. I, I, I can I can uh, empathise with that in, in one way because for me, prayer is very much like meditation, and scientifically, it's apparently yes. it's the same yes. part of the brain that works yes. in that sort of um, in that's right in those yes. places. So, um, so yeah, so everything can be a meditation, everything can be a prayer. I absolutely understand that. Um, do you have any rituals within the, within your um, faith? I don't think so. No. It sounds no. very liberal. I like, I really like that. So, easy, quick question: Is there a God? <laughs> um, yeah. When you sent me this question, I put a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Not such an easy, quick question, then. I think. Um, I think I know. She's there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I think I know. She's there. I'm wondering if there's any sort of link between um, the Gnostics and Quakers, because there's there's an interest. I'm only finding out bits about Gnosticism at the moment, uh, and there's there's an awful lot of kind of um, things about feeling and not hemming yourself in through a system, and it's about feeling God, um, for want of a more inclusive terminology, um, and, and not about following the doctrine of a specific. Um, lots of men kind of saying this is the way things are. So Gnosticism very, is very much along the same sort of similar lines by the sounds of things and my very little knowledge of what I know of mm. both. Mm -hmm. so, um, so if anybody wants to find out anything more about being a Quaker, where can they look? Um, they look at um, quakers.org.uk Mm -hmm. And they can find out lots of things about Quakers. That will take them to a website. Um, they'll be able to find their local Quaker meeting. Uh, there's lots of resources there. And you can you can ask for um, what's called a starter pack, right, okay. <laughs> which is a book that will send a, a pack that will send you information free, um, which will help you to begin to be a bit clearer. Um, yeah, there's there's lots lots of information on there. Um, Stuart, I'm I'm very aware that we we we're saying all this, and um, if you you've asked me to speak to you, mm -hmm. and I was very clear at the beginning. However, if you ask another Quaker to ask you the, to answer these questions, they'll say something completely different. Yeah. Uh, there are as many answers as there are Quakers, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's that's the beauty of. Uh, of our wonderful um, community, that that we we're all different. We we have we have one. Well, we have lots of wonderful sayings. We have a little book called Advices and Queries, which I think I gave you once. Little red book, did I? I don't think I so. You may oh, have right. done, but I can't remember. I can't remember okay. receiving it. Okay. Um, I'll happily read it now. Advices. <laughs> I'll send you one. I'll send please, you one. Please do. <laughs> And Advices and Queries has a lovely little sentence in it. At the end of a query, it says, friend, think that you may be mistaken. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Because it means that if, if Joe Bloggs has said something and I go, I don't believe that or I don't agree with that, actually, 
whoa, hold on, Joe Bloggs may have something really important to say to me in that sentence. Mm-hmm. And I've got to think about that. And, and it's just wonderful, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> the question. But the other one yeah. is, is live adventurously. Live adventurously. <laughs> oh, I always do. I always do. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. So what's, what's next for you then? What's, hap- what's happening next for Patsy Wilson? Uh, well, this depends what the spirit's got installed for me. What, mm-hmm. what, what? I don't know. I don't know. Going with life. the flow. Life. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. it's been wonderful. Thank you so much for telling me more all about Quakerism <laughs> and uh, being a Quaker and and um, and your take on what it is to be to be a Quaker. And my yes. This is only my take. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. No, but it's, it's great. It's, I really, really enjoyed it. And it's interesting to find out um, how liberal and freeing it seems to be for you. So thank you so much. And and, and I can't wait to see you again in person. I'll probably give you a big yes, hug. Yes, yes, yes. It will be, Stuart. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much and, um, and see you soon. Mm-hmm.